Welcome to the Claudio Rosano Show on ClaudioRosano.com, brought to you by Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center. Claudio will be speaking to sports legends from the 70s, 80s, and 90s about their careers, business, and what they're doing now. He will also hold roundtable discussions with some old friends about trending topics in the world of sports. And now, here's Claudio. Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to the Claudio Rosano Show, brought to you by Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center. As always, I want to thank Rick Mitchell for the introductions and my fantastic producer, who I could not do the show without, Adam Zaluf. Today's guests are my favorites. They are my favorites without question. And that is NFL scout, TV host, award-winning writer, Smoke and Jim Frazier, and TV host, producer. And he recently won a humanitarian award here in Pittsburgh, Mr. Luther Dupree Jr. What's happening, guys? Hey, Claudio, thanks for having us on, man. This is always my favorite time. Get to kick it with uh, you and Smoke and Jim. It's always a great time. I appreciate that. Jim, are you all right, brother? Are you doing all right? Hey, thanks for having us, Adam. You see, he don't say nothing about me, Luther. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right. Let, let's kick it off. We're gonna, we have a lot to talk about today. First of all, Jim, uh, give us your predictions on the NHL playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what NHL is, Jim, or what? <laughs> what? Right. No black goalies allowed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well, we're going to start off talking about, we're going to do a little boxing later, but we're going to talk about the Steelers draft picks. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the draft picks. We're going to talk about some grades and, and uh, did the Steelers uh, fill some needs. But uh, Luther, we're going to start with you. Let's go with the number one pick. Uh, they picked uh, number one uh, Najee Harris out of Alabama, running back. Me personally, I liked it. I, I liked the draft pick. Um, what are your thoughts on it? I love the pick, Claudio. Listen, I don't like the way that running backs, you can't pick them in the first round all of a sudden. The running back position has been devalued. But if you look back even to last year's Super Bowl, the difference was, of course, they had Tom Brady, but they also had a great running back that was killing exactly. uh, Kansas City. You know, Leonard Fournette. So I think we got the best running back in the draft, a guy to Alabama. He reminds you of a guy like Le'Veon Bell. He leaps over defenders. He catches the passes out of the backfield. He can do it all. Great size. Doesn't have a lot of breakaway speed, but he'll be able to get the third ones, and I think Ben will feel comfortable dumping the ball down to him. I love the pick. Best running back in the draft. I think we got a steal. There's no way he should have still been there when we selected him, but I, I love the pick. I love it. I, I give it I, an A. I agree with you a thousand percent. Smoking Jim, I'm going to throw a name that uh, I, I'm curious to what you think, if I'm accurate or not. I think Harris reminds me of the 1973 to 1977 superstar running back for the L.A. Rams, Lawrence McCutcheon. Uh, your thoughts on that before you give us your opinion on Najee Harris. Well, that's a great analogy, uh, Claudio. You know, uh, you know, people don't talk about uh, McCutcheon, um, who had a brother named Larry, and <laughs> a brother named Larry. But, uh, but uh, you know, Calvin Hill is another guy that uh, comes to mind as well. Okay, all right. Uh, well, so your your thoughts on Harris, the pick, and a grade? Um, 
A plus plus. I said for months leading up to the draft that it would be a a, a bus draft for the Pittsburgh Steelers if they didn't get Najee Harris. That's how much I thought about him. I thought he'd be uh, the Franco Harris um, that they haven't had really in 50 years um, before Franco started running out of bounds. Franco was a dominant. <laughs> Uh, running back. This is a kid that's six foot three, two hundred and thirty-five pounds. Don't look like it. Never really been injured. You go all the way back to high school. He ran for nine thousand yards in high school. He's Alabama's all-time leading rusher. He overcame a lot of adversities. He was basically homeless his whole life. Lived in and out of shelters, and a very mature kid. As they they talk about, um, he's not a good receiver out of the backfield. But if you study the films of his high school career, he ran routes like wide receivers, had great hands. His work ethic is second to none. The only knock that I have on Najee Harris is that he talks like a white guy. Does that mean he can run the ball, Jim? Does that mean he can't yeah. run the ball? I'm yeah. confused, Jim. Come on. He's the best running back to come in the NFL since Derrick Henry. And uh, I tell you what, man, it was a tremendous, tremendous steal for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I thought they would have to move up in the draft ahead of Miami at 18 to get him. For him to fall in their lap at 24, uh, was um, you got to get that particular pick at A++. Now, I've said this to you on some other shows, and we said it personally, and we'll get to the two offensive linemen that they picked uh, in a minute. But when OJ came out, he was obviously the best back uh, in, in the country, but he had a, he struggled his rookie season. Why? Because he didn't have the electric company just yet. He didn't have that offensive line like Reggie McKenzie, Joe DeLamalure, and, and, and those guys. Does Harris have the upfront guys – to allow him to be who he is capable of being, Luther. We don't, I don't. I think there'll be an average offensive line. Last year they weren't very good. I was glad that uh, uh, Villanueva left, and he went and dropped some bombs on Juju and the rest of the Pittsburgh Steelers' <laughs> offense. But I think we got some guys uh, that will help us. I think uh, Kendrick Green is an offensive lineman. He's going to come in and start center. Um, I think we'll be an offensive line that. It's going to struggle at the beginning, but we'll get better at the end. I think the offensive line is going to be a C-level. Um, and when you have a great back with a C-level offense, he can get the job done. I think that's what's going to happen. Even with a C-level offensive line, you still hey, think he can have a good time? this guy is special. This guy is special. As long as it's not a D or lower, he can, he can make some things happen with a okay. C, B-. Minus. I, I, but the, the reason I say C is because they have, they're going to have a lot of young guys starting. Zach Banner doesn't have a lot of experience at the right tackle. A new center, Kendrick Green, you know, a new left tackle. So it'll be three new guys starting. So it's going to start off kind of slow until they get their rhythm. So that's why I'm saying C level. But by the end of the year, it'll be a solid B. All right. And uh, Harris is he can do it all. All right, Smoking Jim, your thoughts on that? Does he is he going to have have the offensive line to allow him to be who we think he can be? Well, I'm glad Luther finally jumped on the Najee Harris bandwagon. I was always on him. Stop this. Stop. Stop lying, Jim. Don't don't put that out there. I was always a fan of Najee Harris at Alabama. Stop it. Oh, my goodness. I'm glad you came around. But I tell you what, if OJ Simpson was a rookie, 
this year and in the same situation. He ran for 3,000 yards. It was a totally different game. Guys knew how to tackle. They, you okay, know, good it, point. It, it, it was, it was a, man, you didn't get 1,000. You had to work to get 1,000 yards in the National Football League. Guys took pride in tackling. Listen, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers got a poor offensive line, poor offensive line coaching, and, um, you uh, know, but it's not going to matter because they're still going to put the ball up 50 times a game. This is a guy that can pass block like Le'Veon Bell. He's going to be a weapon out of the backfield. And there will be some holes that he'll be able to run through based on, you know, um, you know the way that the, the, the defenses um, interject. You know, you put 10 defensive backs on the field now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Ten <laughs> Deion Sanders ain't trying to hit this guy. You know what I mean? So it, it's going to be, you know, uh, outstanding. Look. Pittsburgh Steelers is in trouble on the offensive line. You got Zach Banner that's a biscuit away from 400 pounds. This is a guy that got tucked by every terrible team in the National Football League. He came in as a, you know, a tight end, uh, number 72, that ain't hit nobody yet. If you go back and watch films, all he did was run to the end zone and congratulate the guy that scored. But the fans loved it. He ain't blocked nobody yet. The Steelers will get a bonus because they now got a blocking tight end and baby Gronk that'll help out. And I wish they could have picked up Ben Mason, who the Baltimore Ravens picked up. Best blocking fullback I've seen since Moose Johnson. I wish they could have got a real fullback instead of Derek White. Wow. You know what? You know There's what? no fullback in Matt Canada's offense, so. I, I got to well, say uh, this. You, real, you mean, uh, Matt, sorry, Canada, you mean Matt Canada that? You mean Matt Canada that coached 30 years in college football, got fired from the two last jobs he ever had, got fired from LSU the year before they won the national championship. He couldn't he get nothing He prepared him for that victory. It was his he players. He couldn't get nothing the greatest offense in college football <laughs> history. They fired that ball. And now he got one year of NFL experience. Now he's the offensive coordinator. He's about as useless. Oh, John Mitchell, the Hall of Famer. Quit the slander, Jim. He's going in the Hall of Fame. Listen, Matt Canada has some new wrinkles for this offense. I think we'll see some more, um, you know, run-pass option as far as a play-action pass. Ben didn't like to do that in the past. I think he's going to be doing it now, and I think that's going to be more effective. Before, it was all five receivers, you know, running back, no play-action. I think that all changes this year because we got a workhorse in the backfield. I, yeah, I gotta John say Mitchell, something. They're gonna erect a, They're gonna erect a statue of John Mitchell right next to Willie Thrower. <laughs> wow. I, I I gotta say something. We, we joke and we kid. We have fun. But what you just heard, what Luther say, a C offensive line, but he feels that Harris is a good enough back to still have a big big season. You're not gonna hear that anywhere else. And smoking Jim, what he said that if O.J. were playing today or somebody of his ilk would have 3,000 yards because they don't tackle the same, the schemes aren't the same. Those are excellent points by both of you. Excellent, excellent points. I I, I love that. That was great. Now, um, let me ask you this. No, that you guys, that's why I say you guys are the best. Uh, the, the tight end, the second pick. Uh, Pat, I believe it's what, Fryermuth from, from Penn State. Uh, the, the, a lot of people are saying he's he's like Gronkowski. He's a he's a big guy, great route runner, big hands. 
Um, and he's a much better blocker than Ebron. Ebron doesn't like to block, and this will help or the catch. run game. Well, yeah, really, or, <laughs> or catch. And he the likes thing to is, drop the ball a lot. And, and I thought he was going to be big time. I really think he has the ability to be a big time tight end. But um, your your grade, uh, smoking Jim, on uh, the tight end from Penn State. Um, he was my number one rated true tight end. Uh, Pitts, Cal Pitts, got the, is the same size as Chase Claypool. Basically, a wide receiver playing tight end. He ain't gonna block nobody. But this is a guy. You know, they call him Baby Gronk. He don't have the talent um, that Gronkowski has, but he got smarter parents. You know, he, his dad didn't get on uh, radio and say he transferred his son to a high school for athletic purposes. <laughs> but uh, hey, hey, listen. This is a guy, it's a scoring machine around the goal line. You know, he was all big 10 as a true freshman, eight touchdowns, seven touchdowns as a sophomore. Had some shoulder injuries um, his junior year, but six foot five, 260 pounds, take pride in blocking. And um, I'm looking forward to him getting into the uh, lineup right away, lining up next to uh, Zach Banner and helping him out at right tackle. <laughs> Luther, <laughs> I, I like to pick. I liked him at uh, Penn State. I mean, you know, baby Gronk is a little too much right now. I, I don't see that, but I see him as a solid tight end. Ben always likes to drop it off into the tight ends. Um, last year, Ebron, before he got uh, dropitis, he was having a solid year, and then he couldn't hold on to the ball. He lost focus. I think this guy does it all. He's a much better blocker than uh, Ebron. I think he's going to help us in the red zone. I think it's a solid pick, but stop this uh, baby Gronk talk. He's nowhere near that. There's only one Gronkowski, um, but he's going to be a solid pick. I was kind of surprised they got him in the second round, um, but I I think he's going to be very effective for us. I I like the pick. All right. I do, too. I I like the pick, and I just hope – I know the Steelers don't like to start rookies, but I think they're going to have to start them this year, and we're going to talk about a few more rookies uh, after our after our first commercial break to hear from our sponsors, Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center, Dom's Pizzeria and Sports Bar, criminal defense attorney Eric Jackson-Lurie, and the Quaker Valley Rotary, which happens to have a golf event on June 10th. Uh, no, June 11th, their 10th annual golf outing, the Tony uh, Colosimo Golf Outing at Beaver Valley Country Club, or Golf Club. I'm screwing this ad up here. Uh, call Scott Zayner at 412-720-0298. Right back with Smoking Jim Frazier and Luther Dupree. Dr. Roscoe, I've been talking to my dad and he seems out of sorts, like he can't understand what I'm saying. It's not just a hearing problem, Jolie. It is a health problem. Even with a mild hearing loss, our risk of dementia doubles with age. So let's improve dad's hearing and his health. Let us be the solution to his hearing health care needs so you and dad can experience many years of understanding, laughter, and happy memories. Serving the Dubois area for over 20 years, the Roscoe Hearing Care Center in Dubois, Punxsy, and St. Mary's, the hearing solutions you've been looking for. Call us for an appointment today, 814-375-0455. The law offices of Eric Jackson Lurie are available when you need it for all of your defense needs. Maybe it's a DUI, or maybe you found yourself in the wrong place at the wrong time. Whatever the scenario, the law offices of Eric Jackson Lurie are available seven days a week. 
With a practice base throughout western Pennsylvania, the law offices of Eric Jackson Lurie are conveniently located in downtown Pittsburgh and Fox Chapel. When you or a loved one needs discreet, experienced legal representation, call Eric Jackson Lurie at 412-963-9308. That's 412-963-9308. We want to welcome our newest sponsor, Dom's Pizzeria and Sports Bar, 502 Cavett Avenue in Trafford, Pennsylvania. Call 412-372-3667. Dom Pecora, great guy, great food. Make sure you tell him we sent you. Would you like to join a community service-oriented group to help provide remarkable services such as the Halloween Parade, Santa Parade, a Memorial Golf Outing, the Annual Harvest Festival, award secondary educational scholarships, and raise several fundraising events? If so, the Quaker Valley Rotary Club is looking for people of action who live a service-above-self type of lifestyle and want to help make the Quaker Valley District even better. Please visit us at www.quakervalleyrotary.org or call Scott Zayner at 412-720-0298. Okay, guys, uh, their third pick, Kendrick Green, which I really like. You know, I've said this a thousand times. To me, the most important positions on the field are the offensive line and the defensive line. Um, but uh, Luther, give us your uh, opinion and grade on Kendrick Green out of Illinois. I love the pick. I mentioned it earlier. He's going to come in. We lose uh, Marquise Pouncey. Uh, you know, last year, this guy's going to come right in. He has the nasty streak. Uh, he's solid. He's going to be the next great offensive uh, interior lineman for us. He's nasty. He's tough. I, I think it's a great pick. You know, center guard, he didn't play a lot of, of center um, in college, but I love the pick. I think he's nasty. I think he's right there. You know, a guy who sees Miles Garrett about to hit your quarterback and starts drilling away, he has that type of nastiness that's going to fight for his team. I love the pick. Smoking Jim. Uh, well, hey, kudos to uh, Levy Smith, um, who stayed long enough before he got fired. <laughs> to coach up. <laughs> Illinois. Hey, listen. <laughs> hey, listen. He's, this guy's still a projection. He's a rookie, man. Played guard. He's a nasty guard. Now, Demarty Dawson was a guard at Kentucky, um, and they converted him to center. So it's still a projection. He only started four games in his career as center when the starting center went down. I think he can handle it. I think he can do good, but you just never know. Um, I would move. Um, I would move the Castro um, into the center position. Um, and I would wow! Put, uh, really? Green. Wow! Yeah. The Castro, Castro was a projected uh, center coming into the National Football. Always wanted to play center. He's a smart guy who's a finesse player that don't want to block nobody. Now most teams don't have a nose guard over top of the center, so I think that would extend the Castro's career. He can't handle uh, the blocking assignments anymore. I would do that, um, you know, but uh, that's just me. You know, that's part of coaching. Um, you're not going to see too many people doing any coaching in the National Football League, but that's what I would do. A veteran like the Castro would move him into the center position Castro. and get a couple more years out of him. Yeah, the, come the on, come, I didn't stutter. Come on, I didn't The Castro <laughs> is on his way out. I yeah. didn't know who should retire first, him or Pouncey. I guess Pouncey decided, but the Castro had a horrible year as well last year. Definitely wouldn't move him to center. You know, I'd like to get him out of there because I think he's pretty much done. 
but no, I, I definitely disagree with moving them to center. Come on, hey Luther, Joe. hey Come Luther, on. are you going to? Are you going to give the white guys any credit? You're, you're hammering the Castro? You're, you're talking I just hammered Pouncey. I said Pouncey and the Castro were struggling. They both were useless last year. You're talking about moving the center. Let's hope he can do what he needs to do at guard. Don't, don't try to – hey, don't start that race baiting out here, Jim. He sucked last year and so did Pouncey. The entire offensive line sucked as well as uh, Villanueva. All of them get an F for last year. It's surprising that we went 11-0 because they weren't blocking hey, hey, anybody. Hey, Luther, hey, you got 10 seconds. Give a little credit to the white man. Go ahead, go anyway. <laughs> Stop, Jim. I always give credit to TJ White. Make it 15 seconds. Come on, stop that. Give 15 seconds for the white man. <laughs> Spillane is one of my favorite players, man. He gave up his shoulder. Come on, stop that, man. If a guy's terrible, he's terrible. Villanueva, an F last year. DeCastro, an F. Pouncey, an F. <laughs> no, hey, Jim, one time I said, Luther just doesn't like Italian quarterbacks. He says, no, I don't like bad quarterbacks. <laughs> like right. Jimmy G. All right, all right let's, let's not get on Jimmy G now. They, they already drafted his replacement, Claudio. I know, I know. I, I didn't like that. I didn't like that. And the, Steel, and the Steelers should have picked him up. Oh, gosh. But you know what? No, I, let I was, Jimmy G stay where he is. Who are they going to have? I mean, before, before we get to the number uh, four and five picks, I mean, are they? Are, who would you rather have, Luther, for real? Trub- I, I said they should have gotten Trubinsky because oh, Buffalo got him for another nothing. Another bum. But he's better than Rudolph. Is he? I don't know about that. Oh, I think so. Trubinsky think so. had a great defense, solid running game, couldn't get it done. I mean, they won. They were winning games ten to seven. All he had to do was put up a touchdown, and you win the game. He but is no a, offense. He, he was a reach when he got drafted out of North Carolina. I yes. said he was a bust. Yes. Chicago yes, has a history of, of of you know picking quarterbacks and their busts. Right. So no, I would I would you know I don't like either one of those quarterbacks. But they got him for nothing. Buffalo got it for now, and he's better than Rudolph. I don't know about that. <laughs> I uh, think you're better, about the same. Jimmy G. Who's better, Rudolph or Jimmy G? I'll take Jimmy G over Rudolph. Oh, oh my God, Jim, he picked he picked a brother over Rudolph. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Trubisky's and the Rudolphs of the world. They're they're way down on the list. Jimmy G. You know, he, he's a, he's about a, a D, a D-level quarterback at this point <laughs> with his health and his weak arm issues. All right. All right. Now, the uh, next pick, which some people thought that he went a little too high, is Dan Moore, offensive tackle from Texas A&M. Uh, he's not getting a great review. They're saying a B-C-type guy, developmental guy, but something that Jim has said over and over and over again about coaching. Jim is not confident in the offensive line coach. And this is a guy who apparently I've never seen him. I'm sure Jim has, but they say he's going to need a lot of coaching. Uh, Jim, your thoughts on offensive tackle, Dan Moore. Well, I didn't have him in my top 20 offensive tackles. You know what I mean? That's about as soft as you can get. You know, he's got nice size, 6'5", 315. You know what I mean? Uh, Second team, all SEC. Hey, listen, this guy's a soft blocker. You know what I mean? The only thing I like about his blocking ability, when he lines up a left tackle, um, he blocks down pretty good, powerful, going to his right. 
you know what I mean, on run plays. Other than that, he's a terrible pass blocker, horrible run blocker. Um, you know, this guy does more walking around than uh, than, than anybody I've seen, you know. And um, i tell you what, um, he fits right in. He's probably as good as any offensive tackle the Steelers got. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. I feel bad. I feel bad for Big Ben because they got an African on one end, a fat <laughs> slob on the other end, and now you got Sam Falk more coming off the bench. So I tell you what, man, <laughs> they better run a lot of two tight end offenses. I tell you that. Luther, your thoughts on offensive tackle Dan Moore from Texas A&M? Yeah, I, I didn't see much of. I saw highlights of Dan Moore, but you know, I think like like Jim said, he's a project. Um, you know, maybe he can help us as a backup role, but I, I don't see him starting and doing a lot of great things this rookie year. If he has to play a lot, that means we're in trouble. Um, so I think he's a project. You know, I, I'm you know not real impressed with his tape. You know, he's just a solid body, nice size, but I didn't see too much else. But you know what, though? Again, I go back to Jim, and I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, but I I I get what I get at CMU, and you try to make them better, obviously. And like Jim also said, you know, you try to get them to see, see if they can play multiple positions, see, use their strengths, uh, improve their weaknesses. Uh, Jim doesn't have a whole lot of confidence in the offensive line coach. And this is a guy who probably needs a lot of coaching. Do you think, Luther, that they're going to be able to improve this guy? Because, Jim, I guarantee you does not. Uh, I mean, anything's possible. Adrian Clem is his second year uh, in the system here. Um, offensive line was terrible last year. They can't be any worse. Uh, hopefully he can get he, you know, he can get it done. Um, but like I said, he's definitely a project. Hopefully he makes the team. That's where I'm at with him. I'm, I'm not sure how, how, how much he'll help us this year. But I, I think he can improve. We'll see if Clem can do a better job this year because last year I blame it on guys getting old. Pouncey retired before the season even started, and it really just blew up in the playoff game. Um, so we'll see. Villanueva was a complete waste. Ravens got a major problem over there. I don't know what they saw in that guy. But um, he didn't have a lot to work with last year. I think now he has some younger guys with talent. I think Adrian Clem will, you know, show a little better this year. Smoking Jim, what are your thoughts on coaching a young man like uh, Moore? Well, first of all, you know, I like to have a veteran coach with a little great on his, on his head and have some experience because the biggest part of your team is the offensive line, and you can't come up short um, on the coaching. They tried to have an assistant before, they fired him after two years. Here's the problem with promoting an assistant to the assistant. When these offensive linemen want to complain, they go complain to the assistant offensive line coach. The offensive line coach is too hard on us. Coach Tomlin's not playing me. I should be playing. They cry to the assistant. Now you promote the assistant. Now he has to. They don't have respect for him. They have no right. respect for the nutty professor. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, that's going to be a problem. Anybody, listen, I can come in there right now and get that line moving because they would hit that seven-man slant every day to their arm. Their shoulder is sore. They don't even have a seven-man slant anymore over there, um, you know, the south side. So, um, there's a lot so of now your offensive line coach. 
Wow, Jim, you do it all. Add that that to his resume, Claudio. He's an offensive line coach, but played running back his whole career. All right, Jim. I can coach any sport, anybody, any player. All I need is you as my timekeeper. (laughs) 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 We're going to get you set up with an NHL goalie. All right. Let's see what you do in the NHL, Jim. Well, let's let's slide down a little bit to the seventh pick, which everybody said was a steal, and that's Quincy Roche, edge rusher from Miami, uh, which Steelers are going to need an edge rusher without question. But, um, Jim, what are your thoughts on him? Well, he was actually a six-round pick, I believe, Claudio. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I love the pick. I scouted him when he was at Temple. He played three years at Temple. I was a little disappointed when he transferred. He had um, – Close to 30 career sacks at Temple. He was the ACC Defensive Player of the Year. Listen, he got a nice size, 6'3", 245 pounds. He can run. Um, he's pretty he's strong, very athletic. I didn't think uh, Miami played him in the best situations to make him look good. You know, half the people on the defense was just chasing the uh, turnover chain. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Everybody wants that chain, Jim. <laughs> But I, I think I, I, I think the Pittsburgh Steelers really got a steal in Quincy Roach. I think he's going to be good. He got the size um, and the athletic ability and the and the and the long frame and everything and the and, and, and the quickness to get it done um, in the three four outside linebacker. He was he was the in the sixth round. But he was the seventh pick of the Steelers. But Adam kicked Jim off the oh, line. Okay. I, you, you don't you don't correct the host. Get him the hell off the line. <laughs> Luther, your thoughts? And for a change, I agree with Jim. I think Quincy Roach is, is going to be a solid. He's a steal. Good thing he transferred to Miami uh, this year. If he stayed at Temple, he might not have got drafted. So good thing he went and got drafted in the sixth round. But I, I think this is great value. I think he's going to help. You know, Bud Dupree is gone. High Smith, we don't know if he's going to pull it out. I think he's going to get a lot of time. Great speed coming off that edge. I love the pick. It was a steal in the sixth round. I think he could have gone higher. But um, I think he'll get some playing time, and I think he's going to help us. I love it. So overall, I mean, it sounds like we're all happy. I was very impressed with the draft pick. I think they filled some needs. Now the thing is, are they going to be coached, and are they going to are they going to play? Are they going to put them in? I'm sure Harris is going to get his – uh, starting, he's going to start, and I think uh, Green's going to start. But overall, were you happy with their picks? And not only happy with their picks, but do you think they're going to have impact? Smoking Jim. Uh, well, I thought it was a horrible draft. <laughs> I thought, uh, other than first three rounds, I thought they took the draft pretty much took the draft off. Listen, this was the deepest draft in NFL like history. Roots. <laughs> this was the deepest draft in NFL history uh, for, um, you know, wide receivers. They didn't take one. This was the deepest draft in NFL history for um, offensive tackles. They didn't get any um, offensive tackles of note that was in my top 20. Hey, listen, the Pittsburgh Steelers had a horrible offseason. You know what I mean? Bud Dupree, six foot four, two hundred and seventy pounds, four five forty. You replace Bud with a buddy. Nobody <laughs> <laughs> Johnson. That's only two hundred and twenty nine pounds. You know what I mean? <laughs> they got a corner. They need cornerbacks, y'all. You end up getting a cornerback, Trey Norwood, 
out of Oklahoma. Every game I watched, Oklahoma won 54-52. He ain't covered nobody. They won't take a white cornerback in the last <laughs> 20 years in the NFL because they say they got stiff hips. But you take Mark Gilbert, who had, who had hip replacement surgery. <laughs> so, you know, no, I graded the draft a D. It was a wow. horrible offseason and a horrible draft. I, I agree with the offseason. I didn't get it. They signed all these wide receivers. Wow. They didn't do much in the offseason other than the draft. I thought the draft, me personally, I mean, Jim knows a hell of a lot more about it than I do, but the early draft, and usually you make your bones on the on the guys you draft middle and lower rounds, but I'm going to say I, I'll give him a good C plus B. I'll give him a B. Luther? Listen, Jim, you're all over the place. All these guys now, now – you put out a post that if they don't dra- draft Najee Harris, the draft is a bust for the Steelers. Just from the doors, they don't get them. They got them, and you're still unhappy. Listen, looking at this draft right now, I can see three starters. Of course, we're going to have Najee Harris starting. We're going to have Kendrick Green starting at, at center. Um, also, I think the tight end, Pat uh, Freermonth, he's going to start, or he's going to get some playing time with uh, – you know, Ebron. So those are three guys. You get three starters that make the team, and I'm hoping that even the punter. He won the uh, punter's award in college, Presley Harvin. I don't like drafting a punter, but if he's the last pick of the last round for you, I don't mind it. He's a big guy. He pounds the ball. We always need help with our, our special team. So I even like that pick. Uh, I wish we would have got a better tackle, but Quincy Roach, as an edge rusher, we got him in the sixth round. That's a steal. Come on, Jim. Buddy Johnson, you like hitters. He may not have great size, but he's a hitter. He's very impressive. Um, I, I like him. He's going to be working in that backfield and doing some big things for us. I gave the draft a B-. minus. Um, we get the best running back in the draft. We get the second best tight end in the draft. We get a center who I had as, a, as a, one of the top centers coming out. I like the draft. I give it a B minus. A D is way too low, Jim. Come on, man. You're always too hey, hard on these drafts. Hey, hey, hey Claudio. Yeah. Hey, Claudio. Yes, sir. First of all, if you get three starters, if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers get three starters out of the draft, yeah, that's impressive for Kansas City. The Pittsburgh Steelers is playing behind. They're great. They're better teams. They're not getting every starter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're fighting for the basement from Cincinnati. They should get three starters. They don't have no talent on that team. There's holes everywhere. And you want to get the draft? You want to get the draft raised up good? I said it's a B. They have three guys, the best running back in the draft. Come on. The second best tight end? One of the best centers to come out? Come on, man. We got two guys that could play out, you know, outside linebacker. We got a tackle. We don't know. He may be a project or he may get in there. You know, I, I, I think they did a solid job. B minus. Who's replacing Bud? Who's replacing Bud Dupree? Nobody. Well, they, dra- they drafted <laughs> Hasmus <laughs> last year. Did they draft yeah, Hasmus yeah, last yeah, year? Yeah. He showed a lot and, of potential last nothing. year, did he not? He showed Jim. nothing. He who's, showed who's nothing. Two Hilton? interceptions, three sacks in limited Hilton? time. Who's replacing Mike Hilton? Who's replacing Mike Hilton? Nobody. Maybe Cam Sutton. Maybe Cam Sutton. Maybe Lamont Wade. Oh, maybe. He's been on the team five years. But it's a maybe now. 
Listen, I didn't like the loss either. I, I wish they would have kept Hilton. You know, he was my favorite player on the defense other than my cousin Bud Dupree. You keep saying you hoping they would have kept it. Yeah, maybe uh, Mark Gilbert with the uh, plastic hip will replace Mike Hilton. Come on, man. Who's going to play Phil in the waiver? A two-time Phil in the waiver investigator. He was the most overrated lineman in the game. He was never playing at a Pro Bowl level, and you know it. He was a for a penalty waiting to happen. That's what he was last year, and you know it. He looks better gone, and he came, He went over to Ravens talking trash about TikTok videos and everything else. He was a cancer in the locker room. He was only about himself, and he proved it with his first interview with the Ravens. He looks better gone. I can't wait for T.J. Watt to get four sacks on his overrated behind. I forgot I mentioned a white guy. <laughs> I knew you were no, you, meant, you mentioned a bum guy. He was horrible yeah. at tackle, and you know it. And I can't wait for Watt to eat that boy up for four or five sacks in a game. Yeah. Lamar Jackson is going to be running from his life, running for his life with that guy back there. You know he's a garbage player. Yeah, he may lead him to the Super Bowl as well. It won't be because of him. He's a, he's a, he's a war hero. Yeah, right. He's a selfish player. Every time you turned around, it was, he was doing something for himself. The team decided one thing, he's going to go the opposite. He talks about doing TikTok videos, but you can see at least 10 of them where he's in there dancing with no <laughs> yeah, rhythm. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you're in the right. videos, but you're talking about these guys doing TikTok Yeah, that, that wasn't a good Shut idea. To you're a clown. On. I'm so glad he's gone. All right. All right, we're going to take another he quick did, He did not. Go ahead, Jim. He did not blast. He, uh, what he said was, and I agree, he said an offensive lineman loves the run block. He said, but it's not popular when you run block for the wide receivers because they lose, you know, people on their social media and TikTok. I agree. No, listen, he loves to run away from Miles Garrett <laughs> and let him have his way with Ben and Mason Rudolph. You didn't see Villanueva out there trying to protect Rudolph. He was running away from Miles Garrett on the ground where he always is, getting pushed over. Come on. Uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break here from our sponsors, Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center, Dom's Pizzeria and Sports Bar, Criminal Defense Attorney Eric Jackson Lurie, and Quaker Valley Rotary Club, who is hosting the 10th annual Anthony Colosimo Golf Outing June 11th at Beaver Valley Golf Club. Call Scott Zayner at 412-720-0298. And I forgot to mention my book. You can get my book at Lead from the heart up, not the neck up. How to create a positive winning culture on the field and in the office. It's on sale now on my website, ClaudioRelsano.com, Amazon.com, JohnMelvinPublishing.com, BarnesandNoble.com. It's also available at the Barnes & Noble in Robinson Township and the Swickley Penguin Bookstore. We're right back with Smoker Jim Frazier and Luther Dupree. Dr. Roscoe, I've been talking to my dad and he seems out of sorts, like he can't understand what I'm saying. It's not just a hearing problem, Jolie. It is a health problem. Even with a mild hearing loss, our risk of dementia doubles with age. So let's improve dad's hearing and his health. Let us be the solution to his hearing health care needs so you and dad can experience many years of understanding, laughter, and happy memories. Serving the Dubois area for over 20 years, the Roscoe Hearing Care Center in Dubois, Punxsy, and St. Mary's. The hearing solutions you've been looking for. Call us for an appointment today, 814-375-0455. 
The law offices of Eric Jackson Laurie are available when you need it for all of your defense needs. Maybe it's a DUI, or maybe you found yourself in the wrong place at the wrong time. Whatever the scenario, the law offices of Eric Jackson Laurie are available seven days a week. With a practice based throughout western Pennsylvania, the law offices of Eric Jackson Laurie are conveniently located in downtown Pittsburgh and Fox Chapel. When you or a loved one needs discreet, experienced legal representation, call Eric Jackson Lurie at 412-963-9308. That's 412-963-9308. We want to welcome our newest sponsor, Dom's Pizzeria and Sports Bar, 502 Cavett Avenue in Trafford, Pennsylvania. Call 412-372-3667. Dom Pecora, great guy, great food. Make sure you tell him we sent you. Would you like to join a community service-oriented group to help provide remarkable services such as the Halloween Parade, Santa Parade, a Memorial Golf Outing, the annual Harvest Festival, award secondary educational scholarships, and raise several fundraising events? If so, the Quaker Valley Rotary Club is looking for people of action who live a service-above-self type of lifestyle and want to help make the Quaker Valley District even better. Please visit us at www.quakervalleyrotary.org or call Scott Zayner at 412-720-0298. Okay, guys, now we're going to switch over to boxing. We had a big oh, yeah. fight. We had a big fight on Saturday night, uh, Canelo versus Billy Joe Saunders, and he Canelo literally busted up Saunders. Uh, Luther, you and I have never totally bought into Canelo. Um, I, I am starting to buy into him a little bit more. I'm not saying he's as great as they're saying. I still want to see him. He's going to, supposed to fight Caleb Plant and all that. But uh, Luther, your opinion on the fight Saturday night and your opinion on Canelo. All right. The fight Saturday night, you know, Canelo Alvarez did what he was supposed to do. Nobody thought Billy Joe Saunders was going to be any competition uh, for him. Canelo is a very good fighter, very good fighter. Um, but he's not as great as everybody makes him out to be. Right. Listen, he avoids tough fighters. He's talking about unifying 168, which is the division he's at now. But do you notice when he decided, once David Benavitez was stripped of his belt because he was overweight, all of a sudden, <laughs> now Canelo wants to unify 168 because Benavitez doesn't have the belt. He had a chance to unify 154. Refused to fight Demetrius Andrade and didn't unify there. 160, he had a chance to unify, become undisputed. He decided they created a belt. The WBC stands for We Back Canelo. <laughs> they created the franchise championship so he wouldn't fight Jamal Charlo. And now what does he do? He's picked and choosed his way all the way up and down the division, and he found 168 where Benavitez lost his belt on the scale. You know, he had Billy Joe Saunders, very overrated U.K. fighter, Calum Smith, another U.K. fighter. These guys didn't even have a chance to fight. They didn't even, you know, give a great uh, opportunity to, uh, against Canelo. They didn't, they didn't push him. They didn't do anything. And Billy Joe leaves his face wide open, runs into an uppercut that he oh, was throwing man. the whole fight and quits on the stool. No heart. None of these guys. Now he's fighting Caleb Plant, which is better competition, but I don't think Plant has fought enough top uh, fighters to really compete against Canelo Alvarez. Very good fighter, very overrated as well. Um, 
And I, I just want to see him fight the best. If you want to be, and, and it, last thing I'm going to say this, and I'll let Jim go. You can never get my respect where, one, you get caught cheating and suspended for using uh, illegal substances. I, that's, I hate that, first of all. And I've never heard a fighter say, who have you fought to earn this? Who did R- Rocky Fielding fight? Nobody. Yeah, nobody. <laughs> who did Caleb Smith fight? Nobody. nobody. <laughs> who did Billy Joe Saunders fight? Nobody. So when you say that with a guy with a belt, Boo-Boo Andrade has a belt. Charlo has a belt. You can't say who has you fought. The people you just fought didn't fight anybody. These guys at least have a belt. You want to be the greatest, fight them. Otherwise, I don't want to hear it. Go ahead, gentlemen. Give us your spiel on how great he is, and it's all a lie. <laughs> He's a hype job. Floyd Mayweather showed how much of a uh, what you have to do to beat him, and he won't fight fighters that have rhythmic moving, uh, or guys with a big power shot like David Benavitas. But go ahead, Jim. Well, first of all, I didn't know Al Sharpton knew so much about boxing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. You know, Canelo Alvarez got, Jim. Voted pound. Canelo got voted pound for pound, the greatest fighter in boxing today. He's one of the greatest fighters of all time. Uh, 56 wins, 37 knockouts. Listen, this is a guy that's the youngest of eight kids Six of his brothers all turned professional boxers, and one was a world champion. He turned pro at 15. You know, and listen, this is again, you say you don't fight nobody. Shane Mosley, Coda, uh, you know, oh, oh, on the way down. They were on the way down. They were on the way down. They were past the prime, Jim. He fought a guy who had. Yeah, and he, and he, he lost. took a vicious he took a vicious loss. And then he fought a bunch of bums after that. Amir Khan, glass jaw. When he when he fought Mayweather, his brother was kidnapped. Stop that, Jim. And Claudio Luther. Charlopedia. The Charlo brothers, listen, the Charlo brothers are both the same age as Canelo Alvarez, but they only got thirty one fights. He fought 30 in Mexico, Jim. Jim, I can go through his record. I'm looking at his box record. He fought a guy that was 8 and 21. I didn't interrupt you. Let me finish. You're right. My bad. It's the same age as Canelo Alvarez, and he only got 27 fights. Listen, these guys ain't worth the payday. If you want to be a fighter, fight. Listen. Billy Joe Saunders. 
Listen, Andy Yildrum, bum. Caleb Smith, bum. Sergey Kovalov, it looked like he just took a dive. Danny Jacobs, Rocky Fielding. Come on, he's still ducking another fight with uh, Triple G. First of all, I think Triple G won the first fight. But the second one, he got a, a, a you know majority decision. He won't fight him anymore. Anybody who's tough or he thinks it might be tough, that's why I don't respect what he's doing. Why wouldn't you fight Triple G again? There was a draw and you won the second one. Give him his third fight. Why won't you fight Charlo? He has a belt that you need. Fight Wait, Charlo. Let me ask you, do you think, it, again, we don't know for sure, but do you think it's him or the promoters? I have a hell of a time thinking that a boxer – doesn't look in the mirror, and, and he he has to be honest with himself. Man, those guys weren't anybody that I beat. I want to fight the best. Again, Leonard Duran, Hagler, and Hearns, they can look in the mirror and say, hey, we fought the best. Muhammad Ali can say, I fought the best. They had hearts of champions. Right, Listen. but is it the promoter or is it Canelo saying? Canelo runs the sport. Did you see Did you see the post game, the, the, post, the, the uh, post conference after the fight? There was a no, fighter that yeah. came in, Demetrius Bubu Andrade, and said, right. I want to fight you next. Right. And what does Canelo say? Something I've never heard a great champion say, ch- ch- uh, championship fighter say. He said, oh, who have you beat? Who right. have you beat? You're a boring fighter. It'll be a boring fight with you. What? Yeah. I don't think so. He has so. a belt. You can. You can. You can. I've never heard Muhammad Ali say that. You step into my press conference. I'm going to punish you for stepping in my press conference, smoking Jim. I don't think. And then he starts saying, get out. Get out. Hey, hey, Luther. He went from Walter weight all the way to light heavyweight. Yeah, no wonder how he did that. Yeah, how'd he do that? Oh, my goodness. How'd he do that? And we also know he he was suspended for something, for an illegal substance, right? He did the same way Barry Bonds did it. Let me hear you. Yeah, the cream in the clear, right, the cream in the clear. But he got caught. (laughs) (laughs) He got caught while he was playing. That's That's the big difference. He was suspended. Red meat. You can't be. Yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, he likes it real juicy, Jim. That red meat from Mexico. But he's the only Mexican fighter getting yeah, right. Listen, he has to fight better competition. You can't minute, give him all these accolades Luther. without fighting the top guys. Wait, we got to go back and Triple G? Wait a minute. Smoking Jim, tell us again about the kidnapping story, because I didn't hear that one. <laughs> Smoke Everybody's getting kidnapped. Go ahead. Go ahead, Jim. You're on. Listen, this is a true story. His brother got kidnapped before the uh, Mayweather fight. Now it makes sense. Now, I want my money back. I lost a lot of money on that. You see, he wouldn't, he wouldn't even hit Mayweather to the I body. left the fight early. I left early. Yeah. And Mayweather, Boy, Mayweather made him look like the it. amateur he really is. That's what happened. An old, out of his prime boy, outclassed Canelo. All right, let me ask you guys this. Now, obviously, Floyd's been retired. He's fighting that Paul guy, whatever the hell his name is, whoever Logan he is, Paul. whatever, uh, yeah, and that's going to be embarrassing. But I give Floyd credit for making a buck. But do you think that fight has a shot to get pulled off Mayweather against Canelo too, Jim? Um, Canelo would knock him from here all the way back. Listen, you can't make and Canelo would lock up all his family this time, so you couldn't get to him. <laughs> he would kill. He would kill Mayweather. Listen, Mayweather won't fight the best, uh, Paul. 
you know, Jake Paul would knock him out. We fight Logan oh, Paul. The best Paul. Jake Paul knocks folks out. The best Paul, that's like saying I'm the tallest one in my family. Go ahead. (laughs) There you go. There you go. (laughs) Luther, do you think a fight will happen? (laughs) No, Floyd is in his 40s. Canelo's still in his prime fighting young guys. No, it's not going to happen. Canelo had his chance back in 2013 and couldn't do anything with it. He fought an old out of his prime Floyd and got embarrassed. No, it won't happen His again. Floyd is about fighting these Paul brothers and getting easy money without <laughs> taking any risk. That's where he's at in his career, and it kind of seems like that's where Canelo is in his career. Easy risk with big paydays. <laughs> Fight the tough competition. He's following the Floyd Mayweather pattern, but he's in his prime. Floyd is in his 40s. Fight somebody, Canelo. Quit. I, I, I'm real disappointed. Canelo... It's is part Brady. of the reason boxing is not is, is falling down because he won't Hold fight the top guy. We're, we're talking boxing. Brady. We're talking boxing. No, I, we're not talking like, Brady. Yes, yes, like George Foreman. Like okay, George Foreman. How old would he? <laughs> Floyd Mayweather is still undefeated. He's still fighting these. He's you fighting a guy in his twenties. He's not going to fight Canelo. Do you think that if they offer him Bobby a boatload of money? When he fought who? Who what? was? Floyd Patterson was forty-seven. When no, he not Floyd Patterson. No, but here you go. Here you go, man. You sound like those old ballers coming Patterson to America. <laughs> Joe Lewis was one hundred forty-seven years old when he fought Rocky. <laughs> Get out of here, Jim, making that up. No, he I, was not I no forty-seven. <laughs> He was born in 1919. He was born oh, in 1919. Stop. He wasn't. 47. Get out of here, Joe. 47. Yeah, 47. All right. Now, today, today it was it's reported that the Fury-Joshua <laughs> fight is going to go off in Saudi Arabia, uh, Saudi Arabia, either August 7th or August 14th, and it looks like the purse is going to be an all-time uh, record breaker. Uh, more fake uh, news. Luther. Uh, go ahead. Do you think it's going to happen? And again, if you do think it's going to happen, which it has to happen, um, who do you like and why? More fake news. Line Eddie Hearn is at it again. This fight is not happening. Bob Arum even said it's not happening. Listen, there was a contract between Wilder and Fury for uh, a two-fight clause. Fury's trying to dip out of that clause because he knows he's getting knocked out because he can't cheat again. Listen, Wilder Fury are going to fight probably in July or August. Wilder's fight. fighting on the Celebrity Tour. He's fighting 50 Cent. Yeah. All right. You are <laughs> making jokes. Wilder, when, when I'm right again, when I'm right again, don't call me Luther. Call me the prophet. Wilder and Fury will fight either in July or August, and Wilder's going to knock him out because Fury won't be loaded up with gloves and, and all this other stuff. He will get knocked out and then watch AJ continue to run away from Wilder. Where was all this energy years ago when Wilder wanted to unify and become undisputed, but AJ kept ducking and ducking? It sounds like the same thing. It will not happen. All all Fury's promoters say it's not happening. It's not happening. Luther. Luther. Yeah, Jim. Did you say they had a a two-fight clause? Well, they fought twice already. No. Before the before the fight in February of 2020, it was a two fight deal. Before Wilder got knocked out, before Wilder got knocked out, when he was cheated, obviously cheated. Yes. Okay. okay. Fury's okay. never had that knockout power. Then all of a sudden he's knocking Jim guys Carter, out. Jim Carter, though, 
Jim did Pardon call me? it. Jim did call a knockout. I yeah, said Jim, Fury. Jim knew he had, was going to have those gloves loaded up. <laughs> but the point is, all this, it's been two years they've been telling us A.J. Fury. That's what's wrong with the sport of boxing. Get the fights done. Nobody wants to hear this. Why. Oh, it's going to be an announcement next week. It's going to be a No, it's not. It's an arbitration. He has Canelo. to fight uh, uh, Wilder a third time. Which it's a disgrace what Fury's doing. We should have been past this. We should have been looking to an a undisputed match. All he had to do was honor the contract that he signed. Just like when uh, AJ lost to Ruiz, got knocked out, they had a rematch, and it was over with. The same thing should have happened this time. It was a two-fight deal. That's Fury is a piece of garbage, and he's horrible for the sport. That's why I blame the promoters and not. It's not the promoters. The promoters, they don't want all this. They want the fight to happen, but Fury is preventing it. You think so? Yes, of course. He, listen, why didn't he fight Klitschko again? He's never defended his titles. He does this. He gets the titles. Last time he, he went out on drugs, steroids, all that stuff. Never defended it. Now what happens this time? He beats Wilder, the same thing, two years, won't fight, hasn't fought anybody. It's Fury who's holding us up. He has a pattern of doing this. Bad for the sport. I can't wait till Wilder lays him out flat. Smoking Jim, Fury, Wild, uh, Joshua. Is it going to happen, and who do you like? Well, I always said a long time ago, um, I was the first one to say it on, on your show, uh, Claudio, and I said it on other shows. Um, Joe Frazier never fought Kenny Norton because they were very good friends. The Klinsko brothers never fought because of their mama. And um, Fury and um, Anthony Cassius Clay Joshua are very good friends, are very good friends, and I never thought um, that they would fight, um, even though the the deal's been out there. They're too close of friends. They're like Joe Frazier and Kenny Norton. Same era, but uh, good friends. For good friends, and they won't fight. And I said that years ago. I've been saying that for years. You know, two great so, fighters, but they're friends. So you don't think they're going to fight? No. All right. So okay, Wilder. Nobody is talking about Wilder. No, uh, no opponents. No upcoming anything. There was some rumor about Ruiz and him. I, I, maybe that'll uh, get a little bit hotter since Ruiz beat uh, Ariola a couple weeks ago. Uh, what's what's Wilder's future, Smoking Jim? Um, more mushrooms. <laughs> I mean, this guy must be, this, this must, he must be over there, he must be over there eating animals. <laughs> with that slander, slander. Hey, listen, hey, listen, man, this is a guy, listen, there ain't nobody stopping you from fighting, get some fights in. You know, if you're a fighter, fight. You know what I mean? This boy that got solved once he got that shot. <laughs> Two, two Listen, things. You are two out of th- touch. He's training with his new trainer, Malik Scott. There's videos all over the internet. Yeah, but he training's a great. hell of a lot different than fighting. I, I'll, I'll say this. Training is hard. I'll say this about uh, well, Tika Hemingway. Tika Hemingway is training. When's she going to fight? Come okay. on, man. Well, 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 tell, tell Fury to quit running from the third fight that he's contractedly agreed and signed on. All he has to do is fight. He knows what's going to happen. And once it happens, not only will I win a lot of money, but I can't wait to rub it in your face, Jim, and your face, Claudio. Luther, Claudio, Claudio, Luther, help me out. When you lose, you want to get that bad taste out of your mouth. Let me ask you this, Luther. When was Wilder's last fight? 
Okay. First of all, as soon as he lost, seven days later, he activated his rematch clause. Because of the pandemic, top rank kept pushing it back. Oh, we can't have fans. We can't have fans. You don't need fans to fight. Everybody exactly. But top rank said, they were ready to fight. Listen, you can't go by what ESPN and everything. Listen, why are they in court now? If 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 they did things wrong, they did everything right. That's why they're in arbitration Smoking right Jim now. Jim makes a great point. When Sugar Ray Leonard lost to Duran, uh, when Sugar Ray Leonard lost to Roberto Duran, he said, Thank "I you. want to fight Duran within six months." When Muhammad Ali, everybody there talks about. It was a pandemic, guys. Nobody was fighting for a while in 2020. Uh, Y'all okay, remember that, right? right away. But but you don't see him. But you don't see right, – that's true. Canelo's fighting every five minutes. And when Muhammad Ali lost, everybody talks about Muhammad Ali physically. But I don't know if anybody was as tough as Muhammad Ali mentally. He wanted to get back in the ring. And, and uh, again, Hearns, when he lost, and Hagler – well, no, not Hagler. I take it back because when he lost to Sugar Ray, he packed it in. But uh, these guys want to get back in because they feel – George Foreman, when he lost to Muhammad Ali, he had some exhibitions. He he was hungry. He wanted to get that title shot back. Wilder, yeah. all he's been doing is complaining about this and about no, that. That's not this true. He act, what, all you have to do is activate your rematch clause. He did that seven days after the fight. Old media won't tell you that, but the facts are there. That's why they're in court now. Top rank and fury okay, kept pushing it back. I, he said, I, I'm I fighting somebody else. I'm I fighting AJ. No. You have to fight Wilder. Okay, and when now I'm let's right, say they do fight. Let's say they do fight, okay? And I just mentioned Sugar Ray. I mentioned Muhammad Ali and guys of that ilk, that mentality. Now, when you knock people out and dominate them the way Wilder has, and, you know, he kind of showboats in there because he knows he's going to knock these boys out, all of them. Now he got knocked out. He got knocked out. It wasn't one punch. Out. He didn't get knocked out. Uh, he was. He got beat. He got beat pretty. That's worse than a knockout. One punch, you can no, say, you know what? The, I the got... corner guy, the quarter guy, uh, the trainer who's no him. longer there threw no, in the towel. Got, There's a difference. A he did, did him a favor. Luther, I think it's better to get one punch. <laughs> I think it's better to get one punch to knock out than the hell knocked out of you like Fury knocked the hell out of Wilder. I think it hurt him when, uh, Listen, I've watched a lot I of think... Fury fights. That's never happened before. Well, regardless, of, but it did happen. <laughs> and it, 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 it won't happen again. Fury is he he has no power in those hands when it's 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 naturally gloves are put on properly. I say the next fight, Wilder destroys that guy. He may be I I believe he's gonna go out on a stretcher um, when they fight again. Do you think Wilder is Wilder is hurt more physically or mentally after that fight? Oh, you are Uh, well well, he's weak in the legs. You know what I mean? First first of all, he needs to get rid of that stock that he's been running around. Uh, leave his wife alone, Jim. It's nothing to do with this. You know what I mean? He needs he need to get rid of her and get and get a real boxing woman. Um, but hey, listen, oh this is the guy. Listen, it's been almost a year and a half. He ain't signed to fight. You should be fighting, man. These guys used to fight. Norton. Frazier, oh, he won't fight him. What are you Corey. talking about? He's, oh, my God. What? Is that the only person? Is that the only person <laughs> on the planet? Exactly. He's got to fight. He can fight somebody. Listen, when you lose your belt, what, did you say the same thing about AJ when he lost to Ruiz? No. He wanted his rematch to get his belt back. They had a rematch clause. Yeah, yeah, and so did. And this and so one was a two-fight deal, so no matter who won, you knew there was no, a no, no, fight no. coming. That, that, that's not. First of all, he fought him, and, and the first fight should have been a knockout. 
the referee definitely gave him extra time. Wilder won that anyway, uh, okay. but he was robbed of a, of a knockout. You mean the sec- Listen, you before mean the draw? second fight, they had a two-fight deal, just like they're talking about with Ruiz. I mean, with AJ, and, and, and there ain't not. It was a two-fight deal. Nobody want to Whoever Wilder and fights be almost next, two years. if it's if it's Fury, if it's uh, uh, Joshua, I think I think Wilder's done mentally. I really do. Now, if he wins, one loss, and he's going to one loss, and you say a guy's dead. <laughs> I, I just it was the way he lost. It was the way he lost. It was the way he. I mean, I, I don't know. Anybody can lose. The greatest Muhammad Ali lost. Right, right. But he came back. Anybody came back. They all came back. I don't. I don't yeah, see. Exactly. I don't see Wilder coming back. So he needs a chance to come back. Listen, Fury's not, Wilder, not. None of these Wilder. heavyweights are great all-time guys. True. Every one of them can be beat. True. Fury's not that great Wilder. above everybody else. Neither is Wilder. Neither is AJ. They're all on the same level. But Wilder has Wilder the knockout is... power, and that's what's going to win fight. Jim, what was the last white heavyweight Wilder. that Luther thought was any good? <laughs> What's I don't that? think AJ's good. I think they're all at the same level. Hey, Claudio, I think Wilder ought to go to Italy because he got a lot of haggler in him. Wow. Wow. Okay. Well, all right, listen, you better put your money on Wilder because Wilder is knocking this guy out. He's going to fight Fury Ortiz again. in a stretcher. I hope his life insurance policy is paid up. Jim, he's going to fight Ortiz another three times. Oh, man. That's Listen, only nobody, yeah. nobody will fight Ortiz. That's only got his contact on his phone, Ortiz. That's it. Wow. Ortiz. Oh, man. A slander to the American heavyweight champ. Wow. All right, guys. You know what? Love having you on. Every time I know I'm going to do a show with you guys, I can't wait until it happens. I always appreciate you guys. And again, not only are they great at what they do, but they're even greater people. Thank you both for being on the show, as always. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Claudio. Thanks, Adam. It was fun, man. Jim, it's always fun with you and Claudio. You guys are the best. And who's going to be the next kidnapping victim? (laughs) That's going to be the next question. (laughs) Right. All right. Okay, everybody. As always, I uh, want to thank our sponsors, Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center, Don's Pizzeria and Sports Bar, Criminal Defense Attorney Eric Jackson-Laurie, and the Quaker Valley Rotary Club. Uh, don't forget about my book, Lead from the Heart Up, Not the Neck Up, How to Create a Positive Winning Culture on the Field and in the Office. You can get it at a bunch of locations. It's the easiest way to get it on my website. Uh, as always, thank you, Rick Mitchell, Adam Zalouf. And uh, I think that's it. I'm trying to make the endings a little shorter. As always, thank you, Mom and Pop. 
Talk to you guys soon. Thank you for listening to the Claudio Rosano Show, brought to you by Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center. Be sure to tune in next time on ClaudioRosano.com. I've been talking to my dad and he seems out of sorts, like he can't understand what I'm saying. It's not just a hearing problem, Jolie. It is a health problem. Even with a mild hearing loss, our risk of dementia doubles with age. So let's improve dad's hearing and his health. Let us be the solution to his hearing health care needs so you and dad can experience many years of understanding, laughter, and happy memories. Serving the Dubois area for over 20 years, the Roscoe Hearing Care Center in Dubois, Punxsy, and St. Mary's. The hearing solutions you've been looking for. Call us for an appointment today, 814-375-0455. The law offices of Eric Jackson Lurie are available when you need it for all of your defense needs. Maybe it's a DUI, or maybe you found yourself in the wrong place at the wrong time. Whatever the scenario, the law offices of Eric Jackson Lurie are available seven days a week. With a practice based throughout western Pennsylvania, the law offices of Eric Jackson Lurie are conveniently located in downtown Pittsburgh and Fox Chapel. When you or a loved one needs discreet, experienced legal representation, call Eric Jackson Lurie at 412-963-9308. That's 412-963-9308. We want to welcome our newest sponsor, Dom's Pizzeria and Sports Bar. 502 Cavett Avenue in Trafford, Pennsylvania. Call 412-372-3667. Don Pecora, great guy, great food. Make sure you tell him we sent you. Would you like to join a community service-oriented group to help provide remarkable services such as the Halloween Parade, Santa Parade, a Memorial Golf Outing, the annual Harvest Festival, award secondary educational scholarships, and raise several fundraising events? If so, the Quaker Valley Rotary Club is looking for people of action who live a service-above-self type of lifestyle and want to help make the Quaker Valley District even better. Please visit us at www.quakervalleyrotary.org or call Scott Zayner at 412-720-0298.